Welcome to Hitachi Solutions Podcast. Join us as we talk with our skilled professionals and experts, exploring how customers like you are delivering business outcomes, tackling business challenges, and accelerating their business initiatives, leveraging Microsoft applications and technologies. Hello and welcome to Exchanges with Hitachi Solutions, a thought leadership podcast about business transformation. Today, we're going to discuss Canada's Quebec Law 25 and the implications for business compliance, how to prioritize and what steps to take to meet the rules of the new law. So whether you're a large or small organization, preparing for the implementation of Quebec's Law 25 is paramount. It's best to be prepared and have a plan. Hitachi Solutions has experience helping enterprises develop comprehensive compliance strategies based on Microsoft native products and services. We will partner with your people and help your processes to meet this pending law with timeliness preparation and agility for your, your unique needs. So today we brought a group of expert data and analytics as well as cloud technology gurus to talk about Law 25. We'll give you an overview, talk about some updates and a few customer use cases so that you can absorb and maybe relate to what Law 25 means to your organization. So let's start with a few introductions. Alex. Thanks a lot, Brad. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, so my name is Alexandre Crespo-Prez. I've been almost 10 years with Hitachi Solutions. Uh, during my time at the company, I actually worked both in Canada for four years and now in the U.S. Um, um, in New York City. It's been almost seven years. So uh, during that time, I've been helping large organizations to implement data analytics solution and to help them with putting together data management programs and and data governance. Um, I'm also, uh, as you may tell by my accent, I'm originally French from Paris and I lived and worked in Europe before Canada and the U.S. So I can also help um, understand Quebec Law 25 in the context of, you know, GDPR that, that, that was rolled out in, in Europe in 2018. Yeah, there's, there's so many parallels to me for, with GDPR and uh, in Law 25 as well. So it's really going to be great to get your um, real life uh, feedback on, on what it meant, uh, you know, what it meant six years ago and what, what it means uh, today for our customers. Uh, in Quebec and customers that do business there. So welcome. Thanks for joining us. And uh, Jay, welcome. Thanks, Brad. Uh, yeah, just a quick intro. My name is Jay Sang. I am the uh, VP of Azure Sales here in Canada. I've been uh, working in the industry for over 20 years and uh, primarily focused in the Canadian marketplace. Uh, I've spent some time at Microsoft and uh, AWS and now found myself at Hitachi and uh, primarily focused on helping customers realize value from their digital transformation journeys. And, um, you know, relevant to today's conversation, a lot of customers have been, uh, you know, asking us about what they're going to do with Law 25. So I've been working with a lot of customers recently on how to address that as well. That's great. And Jay, so I'll start with it with uh, what should be an easy question, right? Um, so what is Law 25? And how would you summarize it uh, in layman's terms? Yeah, it's a good question. I think there's a lot of information out there, and uh, some of it is uh, you know a little bit more lawyer speak, and that's why there's a lot of organizations that kind of from from the law arena kind of you know, weighed in on it. But I think that the, the most simplest way to look at it is it's really something that the uh, Quebec government has kind of put in place to modernize and kind of overhaul how um, you know people's personal information is kind of collected, managed, stored, and, and used. Um, 
the focus of it really is to protect the personal information of the citizens of Quebec, and it's uh, it's similar, I would say, to European uh, Europe's GDPR, which you know Alex alluded to before, and you did as well. And I think that was introduced in 2018. So you know, as us Canadians, you know, we're we're sometimes a little bit behind the ball, so we're just getting you know caught up with this. And Quebec's kind of been leading the way, and uh, again, you know, putting this compliance framework in place. But um, with regards to GDPR, it actually goes a, a bit you know, a step further where. Um, accountability is actually placed on the CEOs and the boards of the decision makers. So there's actually civil and legal liabilities, you know, criminal liabilities. Um, so again, Quebec's kind of, you know, taking it to, to another level and, and added some stuff. So it is very, very important for organizations. And from an applicability perspective, this is where it's interesting, right? It's really any, cus- uh, any companies that sell goods or services into Quebec. So you don't have to be in Quebec specifically. It's very similar to GDPR, right? It affects North America as well. So if you have customers, uh, if your customers are in Quebec and you handle personal information, it applies to you. So, um, and, you know, to put really simply, really what it is at the end of the day is it's a set of, uh, sets out like a list of requirements, right, for how you're going to have to handle personal information and really the penalties for non-compliance. So, this is going to drive change, right, from a people, process, and technology perspective for, for a lot of companies. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a great point, and it's it's one that I remember too uh, from from four or five years ago. That even though I was primarily focused in doing business in uh, North America, you know, the global companies, and it wasn't just companies that had a global presence; it was all companies that sold goods into Europe, right? So they had to uh, they had to be able to comply, and we're looking at the same thing now. So this is a a law that lives in Quebec, but it's it's one that any any customer that we have uh, is is going to be affected by, assuming that they do sell goods and or services to uh, to the people of Quebec. So uh, it's really a, it's really an interesting uh, uh, time to to kind of take a look at this. Alex, I've got a question uh, for you. What what is the timeline, and and why should companies prepare for Law Twenty Five? Yeah, so about the timeline, there's really three key dates uh, for Law 25, and they're all 22nd of September. So they started a year ago, the 22nd of September uh, 2022, and, um, and, and, and then 22nd of September of this year, so about a month ago, and then finally the last one is next year, right? So there's really three key milestones. I'll go quickly through each of those with some of the compliance requirements, very high level, but yeah, on 2022, it was really around the people and process path. You know, organizations had to designate a data privacy officer to uh, to uh, to start initiating some of the work in, in in relation with compliance for for Law 25, and also uh, some of those were about declaring to the Commission de l'accès à l'information du Québec. Uh, you know, if you had any cyber or data breaches, and also if you maintain any kind of biometrics bank, like if you co- if you're an organization that needs to co- collect f- fingerprints, for example, or DNA, you know, make sure that it's clear to the the, the the Quebec government. This year, some of the requirements were a little bit more involved. You know, you had to basically publish a conf- confidentiality policy on the website. You had to conduct a privacy impact assessment um, to be able to make sure that you know, basically evaluate where you are and what type of sensitive information you're storing and what you plan to basically get to compliance and stay in compliance. And finally, a lot of 
the, the compliance requirements were this year were about the transparency. You know, if you collect uh, private information, you have to explain, you know, the you know the means and the objective of data collection. You know, and and delete the data when those objectives are, are met. And finally, one of the key uh, requirements was uh, something that was defined during GDPR again in Europe. That was the right to be forgotten, meaning that if you're mm -hmm. a Quebec resident, you you need to have a, a process in place to ask organization to to delete your personal information if you don't want them to store it. So um, so it's going yeah, as always with data governance combination of data, you know, uh, people, process, and and technology. And, and, and we can see all, how uh, all three uh, are evolved here. For next year, it's a bit more around, so the 22nd center of 2024, it's really, you have to put in place a process for people to be able to, well, for Quebecers to be able to, you know, if you're storing any of their uh, personal information for them to be able to download it, you know, uh, uh, so you have, you know, secure and open format, basically. So the objective is, you know, and. It, some of those features were, for example, built, you can actually access those today for Facebook, for Gmail, you know, for example, if you want to close your Facebook account, you, you have a way to uh, download your photos, you know, all the information that Facebook Facebook is basically storing about you, right? So there needs to be a process in place to, to give to Quebecers next year to be able to do that. So uh, why you should prepare, I think Jay, you touched on it a little bit, you know, there's some heavy uh, penalties, right? Like in terms, especially for organization, can go up to uh, twenty-five million dollar, or even you know, four four percent of worldwide turnover of the previous fiscal uh, year. Um, also, why you should does, uh, to my knowledge, there's no fine yet. But if you look at how GDPR was rolled out in Europe in 2018, it took years before the heaviest fines to to fall. Basically, up until you know, in May 2023 uh, this year, Facebook was actually fined 1.2 billion euros. Right. So it's so companies has you know they have to prioritize two of the key milestones are in the past. One is, one is in the future. Doesn't mean. You get some fights this year, but you have to, I mean, you have to get organized quickly to comply, right? Or, or else you're at right. risk of, of, of legal and, and, and financial penalties. Yeah, that's 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 interesting. One of the keys there, I think, that you mentioned was the people process technology. And just looking at it in that framework uh, is helpful. I, I think that it wouldn't be a podcast in uh, 2023 if I didn't ask this next question around artificial intelligence. So so artificial intelligence certainly uh, and, and automation as well uh, can can help us help co companies be more efficient, accurate with identification and management of, of PII. Um, how, how, how have you seen that take place? How has AI helped out? Yeah, and uh, to answer that question, I, I might spend a little bit of time to define what's, what, what is personal information from mm -hmm. the Quebec Law 25 perspective. But it's really any kind of, uh, first, it's not only digital, it's also pen and paper, right? So if you're, if you're storing any kind of personal information, but it's also any combinations of attributes that, that would um, help identify uniquely a person. So it's, it's not 
necessarily only you know a passport number or social insurance number or social security number it could be a combination of you know name first name or date of birth some of your political views uh you know medical history uh dna but also some of the online identifiers such as usernames uh, ip addresses and cookie ids or even some of the gps coordinates so it could be also photographs or video footage that would help you identify you uh uniquely uh from there when when you know what you you're looking for from a, from a data governance and security perspective, you know, it's really which systems internally are going to store that type of, of information, right? It could be your your customer relationship management systems, it could be your, your marketing platform. And um, so uh, a lot of the tools out there for, for governance and at Hitachi Solutions, we, love, we use a lot uh, Microsoft Purview. Um, they, have, they, they can help you to use AI and, and data science to basically scan your, your data set and classify all that information and tell you uh, basically, you know, if you have, uh, you know, how sensitive you, sensitivity information you're storing is, and then help you to prioritize, you know, which, what are the steps that would help you um, uh, would you need to take to be in compliance? And actually, Purview has another feature that is really helpful is once you have cataloging all your metadata and your data, uh, you can apply compliance template. So um, so meaning that it will cost the metadata and, and, and raise alerts when you're not in compliance with, with um, with uh, Quebec Law 25. So there's no template in Purview yet, but there's one for GDPR that meets the same requirements that you can use today. But basically it helps to highlight alerts and prioritize for you and provide almost provide a plan for you to get to, to, uh, to compliance. Um, another good example, part of the law is also around how you protect your IT assets and some of the cybersecurity um uh, to put in place so for example uh, microsoft is working on a new um tool called uh, microsoft security copilot which is really chat gpt applied to your uh cyber security right if you think about the the the, the job of a it admin of security admins really going through a lot of logs you know a lot of text you know and be able to prioritize you know what what's a serious uh what could be you know what do you need to secure rapidly? It's also if you find malicious code, you know, to be able to uh, understand, you know, if it's a coding language that you don't understand, like PowerShell, else, you know, that's some of the things that ChatGPT are really good, good at, meaning explaining code step by step so that you can come up rapidly with a medication plan. And, and, and instead of finding an expert to understand and it might take a week, right? Like in a few minutes, you can explain what, what, which assets could be impacted and, and come back back quickly with a medication plan right so so it's combination of um uh, in terms of automation and artificial intelligence really a combination of you know some of the cyber security tools out there and and also data governance tools to to be able to you know uh, eventually it's all about efficiency and helping you prioritize the work and where you should focus for um, to secure your assets and, and be in compliance yeah, and and it sounds you know based on that, I think some organizations when they see new regulations, just in general, uh, they they focus a lot on on the overhead and the cost to the organization, obviously. But there's a huge benefit, I think, when we've seen organizations uh, comply with the law, but they end up protecting themselves from data breaches and cyber attacks, and uh, in in really kind of de-risk a lot of their activities. So, so tell us where you've seen examples of of that uh, with, with organizations really using uh, the compliance of the law to their, to their benefit. 
Yeah, and I, f I think it's really interesting because, you know, different way to look at the law is really it's a combination of best practices when it comes to securing, securing your assets and, you know, securing, you know, uh, personal information and it's really interesting when we when we talk to customers you know we you know even if you're in the elsewhere where the, the you don't have such stringent um uh you don't have such legal framework i would say you know it's really it's really investing in security and and data governance you know it's one of those things you know if you invest early it costs you one but if you have an issue it costs you a hundred or a thousand right so so in general those investments we you can conduct those in a way that are beneficial to the to the organization right like better cyber security you better control of your data set data governance and 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 also uh, moder modernizing your data estate as well right like knowing exactly where you, what data Data you have in the organization because often that's not always the case but you know when you when you put the framework in place and you have the right wild rails you know it's it also provides freedom right because eventually you want to be able to serve data to the business for them to to enable their day-to-day -day operations in a secure way right so so the tendency is you know if, if, we, if we don't have proper governance or compliance you know we tend to not share anything and finally it impacts productivity in general so so um eventually we want to you know we want to the best thing we could do for the business is to to help them enable them with the data they need to conduct their day-to-day -day operations and some of those investment and best practices that are tied to law 25 can lead to operational efficiencies you know beyond beyond just the need to be to be in compliance so i would recommend to to look at it from that perspective a follow-up on that how does the mandatory hire for the data steward role come into play yeah, so the the data storage is more of a uh, it's more a master data management con concept. Mm -hmm. So it's always helpful, you know, if you need to govern your your um, your your master data management. You know, when you need to consolidate data for multiple systems and and for example, and put rules in place to consolidate your data. So um, so. From a governance perspective, you know, we sit with mature organizations in general. They have a data steward that can help to um, often, uh, sometimes even from the business that can help govern some of those assets and help consolidate that data. And uh, what what helps also with those with, with this role is is often they have visibility on some of the lineage and where that data is coming from. You know, especially if it's customer information, if it's partner information. Um, data stewards can help put the rules in place to consolidate that data and also to secure and, and govern it going forward. Great, great. Thanks, Alex. I appreciate it. Jay, I've got a question uh, for you. So when when working with customers to prepare for Law 25, what's the, what's the typical recommended approach? Yeah, great question, Brad. <clears throat> I think, you know, most customers, the, the first and foremost thing they need to do is really kind of establish current state, right? So what we usually recommend to customers is do some sort of assessment, right? So, you know, Attachy Solutions are, you know, definitely has a, you know, some, some assessments that'll help you kind of come in and provide a lot of great inputs to help you kind of start to figure out how big that gap is. But really, at the end of the day, yeah, it's, it's getting someone to come in and assess currently what you're doing today from a people process, a technology perspective, and then, you know, judging from that gap analysis of how big of a problem this actually is for you and how much, uh, you know, how much resourcing you want to put to actually try to solve it. But uh, typically, that's what most customers are, are focusing on. Are there any specific 
tools that we know about now or in the future that will help customers verify their compliance? Yeah, so Alex alluded to some of this. So currently right now, there is nothing available um, that sets out to specifically uh, map compliance around Lot 25 to your current environment. So right now there isn't. Um, GDPR is probably the closest you're going to get. So there definitely are tools mm -hmm. and assessments that are out there that can very quickly map to that. And uh, you know that'll give you a very, very good head start. But um, our friends at Microsoft, you know, as kind of Alex mentioned uh, with Purview, they're, they're coming up with a compliance template as they tell us very shortly. So we expect to, you know, there's no def definitive timelines, but uh, you know, given we're already into past the year one milestone, uh, I think they're working pretty quickly. And there's other vendors as well that I know of that are aware of this and are working on similar types of compliance uh, type framework uh, checks. But as of today, unfortunately, there isn't. But again, GDPR will get you quite a bit of the way. And we would still advocate for customers, even though that you know the um, exact checks aren't in place yet. Start with an assessment, and again, get that you know get yourself at least to the point where you're going to have to collect that data anyways. And uh, you know you can very quickly throw that into the compliance framework checker once it becomes available, and you know you've already got most of the work done. So that's typically what we would recommend. Right, that, and th and that makes that makes sense. I mean, to to your point, these some of these pieces and tools have been around. Uh, for a number of years, because of GDPR, uh, now we're in a place where uh, we're able to use these and repurpose them uh, to comply with with Law 25. And and I agree, assessment uh, is a great place to uh, to start and to get started. And and I think the time to get started is probably now on this great. thing because it's uh, we've already we've already uh, we've already passed uh, a, a number of milestones. So uh, so great. Uh, Jay, Alex, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, listeners, thank you for listening and spending time with us. Uh, make sure you check out our Law 25 resources online and reach out uh, if you would like to continue the conversation with Itachi. want to say thanks to the audience. Make sure you check out our Law 25 resources online and reach out to us at Hitachi Solutions if you'd like to continue the conversation. And make sure to tune in to our next podcast and you can grab them wherever you grab your podcast. We are Hitachi Solutions, a global team of innovators who support our customers' data and business system modernization initiatives.